Hello and welcome to the Larry Losman's podcast with me, George Losman. And me, Katie Losman. And in this podcast, we will discuss marriage, kids, parenting nightmares and everything else in between. There might be some views that you don't agree with and strong language throughout. So if that's not for you, turn this off now and you're better off reading a book. Otherwise, sit back, get a drink and join us for the pod. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, we're back. Hello. Thanks for joining us again. To the uh, 100 plus listeners that we've had in the first week, eh? I know, absolutely incredible. How good's that? Incredible, so, so thank you all so for listening. And uh, yeah, we'll hopefully be as good as last week. <laughs> as good, as as controversial as last week. Well, we've poured our wine and the baby's in bed, sorted. Because you couldn't win them, could you? Yeah, I mean, you are the best at winning, aren't you? Yeah, I am. There's no denying that. So... We're a week into our diet as well. Yep. That's How have you done? Shit. I fucking hate it. It's the yeah, worst thing that you've ever you. made me do in my life. You actually hate being on a diet, I do, don't you? Because there's just no fun in it whatsoever. How many bottles of wine did we sneak in? Two. Three. Three? Yeah. Well, I just looked and I put that bottle of wine that we've just opened there over the side and there's five there, so maybe we've had five. No, we haven't had five. We've, we've definitely had three this week. Oh, well, it was a good diet while it lasted, wasn't it? <laughs> Are you still sticking to it? A hundred percent. I'm not. I took charge in MS the other day, didn't I? Oh my God, it was so hilarious. So we went into Marks and Spencers and I was sick. I was sick of all this kale and crispy kale shit that all these Kardashians <laughs> do in the air fryer that's meant to taste like crisps and it doesn't taste anything <laughs> like crisps. No, it doesn't. Uh, kale crisps that taste like lettuce that's gone off they that's... don't even taste of anything they just they just taste of like pure shit don't disgusting they? Just, just pure pieces of dirt yeah they're like dirty aren't <laughs> yeah. they i mean i'd still eat them but yeah so that was our kale crisps that we tried and then we tried to be healthy all week and then we were in marks and spencers we'd we done some good cooking didn't we we did we well you did lot. yeah i've cooked it i've cooked and cleaned up i know yeah, so why is this happening? I don't know. I don't know how I managed to wingle that. Thing is, I think when you've got a recipe in your mind, you just take charge. It doesn't mean I want to clean up afterwards, though. But you just done it. No, I didn't. Oh, I wasn't going to stop you from cleaning up. <laughs> well, I cook and then you just stand there and smile at me. And then I, I start washing the pots. I, I just keep you talking. I know. <laughs> Hope that you don't notice that you're actually washing the pots. <laughs> no, I notice. I notice my hands are getting more and more delicate as the no, time goes on. you don't. Because <laughs> true man style can't um, can't multitask, so you don't realise. Can't that... <laughs> multitask. You do. You never multitask. Cause you just sit there and wait for me to do it. You don't realise that you're washing up as well as talking to me. And then the next thing, you're in a pinny cleaning the oven. Fuck off! I do realise what I'm doing. I just choose. Just choose for an easier life just to do it that way. Yeah, you're very but, good, aren't you? You are very good. Thanks. But I took charge in m and didn't I? You did. It was absolutely sick. We went in for, um, the, they had a, the dining for two, didn't they? They had two steaks and sides for 12 quid. And we went in there with all intentions of just getting the steaks and being still all nice and healthy eating. And <laughs> George just seen red, didn't you? I, honestly, <laughs> something came over me. I've never really experienced it before. It was like... Anger, like a wave of hungriness and kale crisps and just general pissed offness. So I went and bought dippy cheese that you put in the oven and melt cheese. And then I got a French stick in that big, a big, big baguette. He went, should I get a French stick? And I went, if you want. He went, I am. I do want. 
I might marched over there I mean, and picked that French stick up. You can't walk over waving this French stick in your arm. It's all gone as well, you know. There's, we're eating it all. Yeah, we have. And then we bought Riette. Riette. Riette is, is just... We found Riette in France, didn't we? Yeah, it's just like it's, posh it's, pate, isn't it? It's, it's more like pulled porky, isn't it? Yeah, it's good um, though. But I think in France, because we, we had duck Riette... And we don't have it over in this country because it's it's not it's how they get how they produce it, isn't it? That that's why we were not allowed it. That's uh that's the baby crying in about how long have we been going for now? Couple Four minutes and fifteen seconds. Right there, I've sorted him. We took a little pause there. I had to feed him again. That's the reality of podcasting when you've got a twelve-week-old baby in it. Everything's got to stop. God, is he 12 weeks already? I think so. You should know. You're his mum. No, he's 12, not, uh, 12 weeks next week, I think. He's about that, isn't he? <laughs> how bad's that? Shit, how old is he? He's old enough. He's old enough yeah. to need feeding. Oh, he's really sturdy at the minute, isn't he? He's like really bulked up and weight and yeah. you can like not be so delicate with him. He's... He's probably You're like... not delicate with the second one anyway, are you? <laughs> like if the dummy falls on the floor and you're like, ah, just blow on it, it'll be sound. <laughs> Whereas Aww. the first one is like, it's like an ET bubble in it, they're yeah. like wrapped in it yeah. to make sure that nothing goes wrong with them. He does just slot in though, doesn't he? Bless him. Yeah. But you were talking about uh, when we were in M&S, yeah, and we just had a meltdown, didn't we? You well, did. I did. I did. And then we went in to spend £12 on two steaks and two sides, and we came out about 60 quid down, didn't we, with melty cheese and everything? Yeah, we did, yeah. It's dangerous, that one. You blamed me for putting in some freaking strawberries and some Colin the Caterpillar chewies for the Yeah, because you go around and just add things in. You're like a child. It's like walking around with Franco. Like, you get to the end, and there's fucking stuff in there that I've never (laughs) seen before and that we never use. But no, the the, the diet's going all right, but it is hard. It's definitely hard. And I put weight on as well. I weigh myself every day, which is bad, isn't it? Yeah, you shouldn't weigh yourself every day. So I'm just sick of it. But speaking of dieting, so I've got these pills that I bought from <laughs> online and they're like enhanced fat burning pills and they basically like melt everything in your stomach. They're genuinely nothing dodgy though, aren't they? Like no, they are good. actually they're, nothing dodgy. They're, they're like they're approved, a, a, aren't they? Yeah, they are a proper, you know, he hasn't just gone on the dark web and Look bought these bloody packet of pills. Look at you them. covering my back in case somebody thinks I'm a pro athlete taking <laughs> fucking steroids. But no, I took them and I said to Katie, right, I got down to like my last few and I was like, look, she said, can I have some of them t- tablets? And I said, no, don't don't take them because they're on like a month's course and they won't benefit you by taking them for a day. <laughs> so just let me finish my month's course and then if you want some, I'll buy you some. And do you know how I found out that she'd had them? Not because I count the pills because I'm not that sad and I can't remember that well. It's because she didn't put the lid back on properly. And that is something, we were going to talk about this on the other podcast, the first one, about what really annoys you about your relationship. And I'd like to air this now and say <laughs> that that's something that really annoys me about you, right? I know. Because honestly, I don't know how many of you go through tubes of toothpaste on a regular basis, but we have like, there was there's an old picture of a war zone where there's just cars like abandoned at the side of this one strip. And the owners have just got out and left them because it was too dangerous. And they're just littered everywhere. And that's what our drawer looks like in our bathroom. Toothpastes that used to once be all proud and mighty. And you'd <laughs> squeeze them. And the toothpaste had come out in a fine, elegant fashion and land on your toothbrush with precision and elegance. And now, one of them tubes of toothpaste up there the other day, I tried to squeeze out and it was like having constipation. <laughs> like, it just came out in a big... 
a big P. It was just a block. Because you don't even put the lids on toothpaste. Why do you do that? Have you got? Do we need to dive into this? Is there something that like happened to you when you were younger that makes you not put lids on things? I don't know why I don't put lids on things properly because I catch myself out a hundred million times like even with my foundation bottles obviously you have to shake it good I've i hope it goes all over your fucking head it's gone all over the curtains up the walls and everything i've got oh shit that's not good and i know i know i just don't know why i do not put lids on things properly well the thing is you don't even not put right because my problem wouldn't be as severe if you didn't put the lid on like, if you just left the lid off, that'd be all right. But you don't. You put the lid on. So you have the idea. <laughs> you have the idea. You do. You're like, right. So so logically, I've got to put this lid on this toothpaste now. So you put it on and you do half a turn. <laughs> I did. And you do it with everything. You do it with... You do it when you make the baby's bottles. I know, I and know. And then you'll put the... You'll put the formula in and the scalding hot water. And if I, by some chance, stumble across it <laughs> by accident and think, oh, I'll get ahead here and I'll shake the bottle... I get fucking third degree burns oh, God, because the water goes everywhere. I don't, I just don't know why I do it. But just, it's like your brain just stops. It like does. after a quarter turn, you're I, like, I, I fuck that. I turn it just ever so slightly and I'm like, oh, I'll come back to that later. Yeah, but why? Just, I don't know. I don't know why I do it. But when, I don't you, know. when you're brushing your teeth, right, the only thing that's important in that moment is putting your toothpaste on your toothbrush, <laughs> brushing your teeth, rinsing your toothbrush and putting the lid back on the toothpaste. And then that job... Is complete. Well, we've had to start buying toothpaste with lids actually attached onto them now, haven't we? Yeah, but you don't even fuck. <laughs> you don't even do that, right? Yes, I do. No, you don't, Katie. Yes, I'm te- I do. No, I've been Ooh, to them toothpastes before. Yeah, I am calling you Katie now because this is a serious <laughs> matter. Because sometimes you like fold it over, and then it's got a click point where you press <laughs> it down, but you just rest it on the top, so all the air and everything gets in. You do it with everything. You don't even click the lid shut. That's like, it's harder to stop before you click it down than it is to actually fully click. Like the workings of your thumb allows you to fully click down in one swift movement. But you physically stop and go, I'll come back to that. And fucking leave it. You do it all the time. What? The toothpaste is the worst because it does all go hard, doesn't it? I don't know. I think I must find it really rewarding when I can get a bit of toothpaste out on the, on the toothbrush. Yeah, but then it might be... Re- <laughs> oh, do I find it really hilarious that I know how much you struggle with it? <laughs> but it fucking does my head in because I'll squeeze the toothpaste, right? And I'll put all of my might into it. And then it'll start to come, it'll start to come. And then, then it'll just give way. And it'll go... <laughs> and it'll blow out and there'll be toothpaste <laughs> everywhere. All over the kitchen, all over the bathroom. So that is one thing I'd change about you. I know. I'm what would you change about me? Nothing, that's good. It's a good relationship. <laughs> no, the... What, what, what is the thing that really annoys you? Annoys me about you? Not letting you get the blackheads out of my head. Oh, yeah. See, I hate that because there's something wrong with you liking doing stuff like that. Are you like fucking that. kidding me? These blackheads, there's two blackheads at the side of his head and they've been blinking at me for freaking months. They're not even that bad. You can't even see them because they're at the side of your head. And uh, when, I'm, when, problem, I'm, when I'm sat in the car with you, there they are, blinking at me. <laughs> there they are. <laughs> and literally, it's not even like it's just one side. The li- the both on a, each opposite it must be the bit that you don't wash your face properly. I, I fucking do wash my face. <laughs> That's because I'm symmetrical. Yeah, it must be, yeah. But it's just, why, like, what... On, here's another thing for you, right? This is This is how strange she is, right? So we touched on... 
last time about the obsession with serial killers and mass murderers and shit like that and mm. cults and stuff. I'm going to a night next week, actually, me and Vicky. Yeah, she is going to one. We're going to the Hippodrome to... Um... That scary thing. I yeah. couldn't think of anything worse than going there. But this is this is the weird obsession with you, right? So you know how some people play games on the phone, like they play Candy Crush or they'll play like Bubble Burst or chess. I I remember thinking there was something seriously wrong with you when we were sat watching TV, and I said, "What game are you playing?" And you were scraping plaque off people's teeth <laughs> and extracting hospital game, <laughs> yeah, and it, extracting ingrowing hairs and popping spots and stuff. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you are. Like, I looked at her and I was like, oh, I'll maybe lean over and give her a kiss. And I just thought, I'll have a quick little glance at what game she's playing on. And there was this fucking horrible infested mouth with, like, plaque all over it. And she's there, like, scraping away at it with this little, like, pick. And then getting dead satisfied when all the plaque fell off. And then she was like, ooh, I'm on the next level now, which is, like, taking out an ingrowing hair and all pus comes out. There's something fucking wrong with you, honestly. I know. Like... Do you remember that when we started to find out weird things about each other? Like, I remember when I first met Katie, and to the eye, for those of you that know her, that don't know her very well, she looks quite normal. And she's like, you're pretty, you're very, Aww, you. very easy to talk to and very fun and loving. But she's got a fucking dark side, right? <laughs> I remember when we first moved into her house together, and... I found out that you used to go on like ghost hunting things, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, and you'd go and stay at like Chillingham Hall and Chillingham Castle. Chillingham was Castle and genuinely one of the best places that I ever stayed with. They do like at. recordings and Ouija boards and mm. shit like Ouija. that. Ouija, Ouija. What are they called? <laughs> Ouija. <laughs> no, I feel like I'm saying it like that. Oh, we <laughs> a Ouija board. It's a fucking Ouija board. It's, it's spelt like Ouija. <laughs> Well, it's a fucking Ouija board anyway, as far as I'm concerned. Your accent just makes it sound funny. But you used to play them, didn't you? All, all freaking no, things I've like that. No, I've only ever done a Ouija board, like, what, twice? It right, even that so let me scary. just fill you in on what happened, right? So, okay, I found this out after I'd moved her in. After fucking <laughs> Satan herself had moved into my house, right? So, before I met Katie, I was, I've always been scared of most things. Like, I don't like scary films. I don't like going somewhere where it's dark or walking through woods. I'm always a bit of a shitty ass with things like that. I'll openly admit it. But then I'd moved this woman into my house that I thought was like nice and normal. And then I found out that she does all this ghost hunting shit and had played these weird boards. And Ouija boards. Ouija boards. And you were like, then we started having scary things happen in the house, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, in the flat. But uh, in my defence, that wasn't just because I came to the flat. Well, I wasn't it was, the dark present well, that entered fucking... the flat because there was Steve upstairs that had his name called as well. Yeah, but have you not noticed how before you moved in, no one had any problems, and then <laughs> fucking the omen herself moves in and shit starts going wrong. Like no, we had really this one did. time. This this will be a good thing to talk about. Actually, here's a little trigger warning, right? If you're easily scared, then you might want to switch off now because it's gonna scare me, and I'm gonna have nightmares re-encountering and re-talking about it again. So this is what happened. We were down. We'd moved into the first the first flat together. I was staying there first before I met Katie, and then she just sort of after about a week started leaving a toothbrush. You used to put the fucking lids on them then though, on the toothpaste when I you first met you. You did. I wanted on. You did. I didn't notice it then. Well maybe but maybe you, I was maybe it was the honeymoon stage yeah, and I didn't you were really too, notice. Too I'd have been like, oh lost. I'll just put the lid on for her. <laughs> yeah. But she moved in and we had this dead nice like penthouse apartment in Darlington. 
and um, it was dead smart it was over like two levels like the bedrooms were at the top and they used to go down to like the living room and the kitchen and all that and we'd been lying in bed one day and do you remember it was like it was was it about midnight and we were lying in bed and the lights were off and you'd you'd said that you heard something didn't you down the bottom onto like the ensuite that was at the bottom of our bed and it sounded like someone was walking didn't it Remember? Yeah, and then we heard that. <clears throat> yeah. Didn't we literally? Like, I was laid on. I was laid on Jord, like just we. Were, I was just on your chest. We were just trying to like fall, drift off to sleep, and then all we heard was, <clears throat> and it was one of those moments, wasn't it? It was like, and I, because I was laid on you, I thought, well, that didn't come from you because. It would. I would have heard it. I would have felt it. And then we. I think I squeezed you, and then you squeezed me, and you went. I heard it too. And it was just. It, yeah, it was. And remember what happened after that? Yeah, yeah, George went to the top of the stairs, and you shouted at it, didn't you? No, this is a different flat. No, that was. No, not I'm was. on about when we were in flat five, and then you sat up in bed, and so. Oh, the very first. The very first encounter. time. Yeah, the very oh, first right, encounter. Okay. So we heard this thing. So I'll cancel that first bit because Katie's talking shit because she's forgot. So in the first, that was when we we moved downstairs, yeah. But we were up in the top floor one and it sounded like someone was like rattling beads, didn't it? Oh, yeah. In the bedroom. And then like sort of like rosary rosary beads, are they called? Rosary beads. Like prayer beads. Sounded like someone like rattling them. And then they like hit the wall next to our head, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. And I sat up because it honestly sounded like someone had thrown it. From the other side of the room towards us, and it had hit the wall next to us. So I jumped up out of bed to look to see if there was anything there. There was nothing there. And then I'll never forget that scream that you let out. Like, she let out this horrible, like, oh my fuck, it makes me shudder now. This, like, blood curdling scream. And then as she done that, I felt something put, like, his hand was on my shoulder, and my legs just went weak, didn't they? Yeah. And I, like, fell to the floor. And then I turned the lights on. I came over to you, didn't I? And you had a mark on your back where you felt something had touched you. Mm-hmm. And I had three, like, finger marks on my shoulder, hadn't yeah, I? Yeah, where, yeah. Where something had grabbed us, and I, and I was like, right, fuck <laughs> this, we're leaving, wasn't I? We, we packed the bags. We packed the bag up and went to your nanas, didn't we? Yeah, at, we did. like, midnight. Yeah, because it, it was, it was really lit, because you were like, let's just go and get a hotel. And I was like, let's just go to my nanas. Like, I've got work tomorrow, I need to go sleep. <laughs> yeah. And so we left the <clears throat> fucking possessed house behind. Obviously... That- not knowing at this point that it would have just came with us anyway because it was attached to Katie's fucking spirit. It, it was not well, at it, all. It was. It no, never, it wasn't. It never it, happened to me. No, because... The, well, and when we Googled it, it was the seventh... So the the flat that we used to live in was... It was beautiful, but it used to be an old synagogue, didn't it, that yeah, got like converted a Jewish place into, of into um, flats. And when we actually Googled it, that night was the 75th anniversary, wasn't it, of the Jewish... Uh, the Holocaust, of wasn't the Hol- it? Yeah, so then we were like, oh, right, okay, that makes sense. But then when I was alone in that flat, it, you did, you genuinely had this presence. You used to that, feel like someone was watching you in the shower and that, didn't you? Yeah, and you would literally feel like you always needed to turn around. Dolly, our cat at the time, would, if you went for a wee, she would sit on your knee. If you, wherever you went, she would sleep literally at the top of your head. She would sit at the door and She'd always have a paw on you, wouldn't she? She'd oh, never oh, be away yeah, from you. Yeah, she would never, ever, ever be away from you. And you did just feel, you just never quite felt like there was just always that 
that weirdly present there. And then when we moved downstairs, that, that was even fucking that, worse. Yeah, that was it? even worse. Do you remember the sticks that were freaking levitating? Yeah. So we'd came we'd came back one time and uh... we'd been in the we'd we we'd finished work, went home. We'd fannied around at home and then we went back out for some food, didn't we? We, mm. we went and got a takeaway. So we'd been home and these sticks were in the corner just as normal. And there were there were sticks that used to have like lights going through them. Yeah, like little and twiggly. We used, to, like, we used to rest them in the corner and we'd came in. And honestly, right, we're just drinking red wine now. We're not taking psychedelics or nothing like that. <laughs> so don't think that this is all bullshit and made up and we're high as fuck. So we'd came in and these sticks, right, they'd like fell over. But only like they'd stopped before they touched the floor, hadn't they? Yeah. And I was like, "What's that, Katie?" And we literally we'd opened the door, and it was the first thing that we seen, wasn't it? And it was freezing were... when we walked in the house. It was absolutely freezing, and it was always warm that house. But it was freezing, and these sticks were like not not quite touching the floor. So I put my hand underneath it to make sure there was nothing there, and there wasn't. And then we stayed there, didn't we, the night? You... Yeah, the thing is though, like when you when you live somewhere that is actually haunted, you know, when you live there, you pay the freaking bills, you pay the rent to stay there. Freaking hell, you can't freaking go out every time something happens, can you? I would have. Do you remember the kitchen cupboards? Yeah, so I didn't tell you for ages, did I? Yeah, but um, do you remember when it happened when we were in bed and I and I started kicking off at it? Yeah. So we were in bed and this was when we moved downstairs and we used to have these Oh, it's horrible even talking about it. <laughs> we used to have this like downstairs living room and then the stairs went right up the middle of the living room and the two bedrooms split off at either side of the stairs at the top and there was glass that used to look over the bedrooms down onto the living rooms. And um, we were lying in bed one time and that's when we heard the cough. Yeah. And we heard this like <clears throat> downstairs and I just lost my shit. I was like, right, if there's someone there, then you don't scare me. Like, show yourself. Big mistake. Should never have said that. I really wish to this point that I'd never said that. And then all fucking hell broke loose, didn't it? There was, like, bangs downstairs. And so I finally, after I'd pissed the bed and shat myself, went down the stairs and the kitchen cupboards were all open, weren't they? All the kitchen cupboards were open. And they were, like, the closed kitchen cupboards where you close them and they, like, stop and then close softly, like soft closed cupboards. They were all open. All the cookbooks had been knocked over, hadn't they? Was that the night that we got it um, blessed? No. Yeah, it was. it was. So yeah. then I'd been volunteering at this food bank where like you feed the homeless and it was a like a Christian like Methodist church, wasn't it? Yeah. Where they're all like African, it's like aren't they? Yeah, like a gospel church. Yeah, like a gospel church. Such a church. Nice church, actually. And I remember ringing, I rang the pastor at like 10 o'clock on it when this had happened mm. and I said, listen, something's happened in my house. Like you need to come over and, and like make it right again. And he walked in, didn't he? And his face was like... I'll never forget when I seen yeah. him when he walked in. Like he, he didn't want to look concerned, but he was as fucking scared as we were. Yeah. And then he brought the holy water out, didn't he? And he was like yeah. kicking off at the house and going into the corners and saying, "This house is blessed. This is a safe place. Yeah. This is a place of God." And was like sprinkling water all over the walls, wasn't he? And like we had to stand in a circle and hold hands and say mm. prayers and shit. Literally, like like as like you see in the movies, isn't it? It's, yeah. It really is. It was like a full on exorcism in the house. Yeah, right? absolutely. But yeah. then. It didn't fucking work, did it? Because then... I think it calmed it for a, for a little while. But then You things... should have put holy water on you. You'd have fucking burst into flames. Yeah, you're so cheeky. <laughs> like, but things did... When, and then when we, when we moved out and moved to the top of the hill, it was... 
to go into a house that was almost peaceful and it it was just weird wasn't yeah, it, it was like it was... you just you just didn't have this feeling of a shadow behind you and and just i don't think whatever was in the the flats would have hurt us i don't think it would you have don't got... think it would have hurt us it fucking pulled me to the floor no. and slapped you no, I don't think it would have hurt us. I think it was just it was it was just a bit mischief, oh mischievous. Mischievous. It was. It just wanted to play with us. I think. Well, it was enough to make us move. Yeah, absolutely. And it it's a shame because we loved those flats, didn't we? And if we could pick those flats up and take them with us for the rest of our lives, we probably would. But yeah, it was. Um, Remember it was... that we we had we had another cat as well called Polly, Polly and Dolly, typical names, and um, that cat. When we were in the flat downstairs, just used to pull the floorboards up, didn't it? Yeah. So we rang the RSPCA and asked them to come round because we were like, we haven't seen our cat in about two weeks, and she needs feeding. And it, she wasn't an outdoor cat because she used to just stay in the flat and she used to like chill out. But the RSPCA came out and set up like a cat trap, took away all of her food, and then set up this little like cage for her to go into. And she'd be she'd pulled the skirting boards off, hasn't hadn't she in the kitchen? Yeah. She'd ripped the skirting boards off and then pulled up a floorboard and was living under the floorboards, yeah, wasn't she? Yeah, she was, yeah. Like, we genuinely hadn't seen this cat in so, in since we had her, had no. we? We hadn't, you know, I'd, I can't even remember what she looked like, really, to be honest, no. because I just we just genuinely didn't see her. She was back terrified. And then we'd passed her to my nana because we were getting a house inspection, weren't we? And you weren't yeah, really we weren't allowed, allowed, cat. allowed cats. Um, and... I remember ringing my nana, and she was like, "Oh, I've just, I've just been giving the cat some tuna out the can, and she's just sat on me knee." And I was like, "You're kidding me! Like you are kidding me! Like we have, I've never even stroked this cat, nana." Like, and I was like, "Well, you have to keep her now." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she did. Well, yeah, that, there were some scary times in them houses. Though, yeah, there really. Uh, I'm glad that we didn't go through that. That's all you. That thought, that was them. not me. You well, can't blame that on me. Well, it wasn't me because I never done anything like that. I was always too scared to even watch a scary film. I wouldn't watch The Exorcist in case I got possessed. And when I watched The Ring, if my phone rang, I wouldn't fucking answer it. <laughs> oh, like good. I was terrified. But so. then, at, at the same time, I love all things ghostly. All true crime, you know. I have no problem putting my headphones in and listening to a true crime podcast and just getting on with jobs, even on my own in the house or if you're here, no problem at all. But take me to the screen factory. Oh, I can't handle that shit. Horrible that place. No we went to, way. So, in case you've never heard of it, there's this place in Redcar called the Scream Factory. I think people have heard of the Scream Factory. Yeah, but we've got some people listening in America. They won't have heard of it, will they? Oh, right, They've yeah, not been in Redcar, have they? So, we've got this. Well, they might have been. If you've been to Redcar, let us know. <laughs> but um, there's a place in Redcar called the Scream Factory, and I went with Katie. <clears throat> and our friends, didn't we? Yeah. Did we go with Hannah? Hannah and Christian, Hannah yeah. Hannah and Christian, yeah. So there's me, Katie, Hannah Shout and Christian. Shout out to Hannah and Christian. Yeah, she'll be listening with a red wine, won't she? <laughs> Absolutely. So um, we went to this scream factory and you basically walk around like a graveyard and then you go into this house and people like jump out at you. It's all live actors and they put like sandbags on your head and like march you through and stuff like it that. It's fucking horrific. How the fuck would you know? You didn't go. Well, I did though, didn't I? So we went, we went through. <laughs> so we'd gone through. I'd said to George, I was like, genuine all week, but leading up to going to this event, I was like, George, I'm not even joking. You know, I can't go. And I think because I because I like ghostly things, he was like, oh, stop being a funny. You know, you're gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine. You'll love it. 
got there and literally we'd walked through this like shit and it just had loads of like hail bales stacked up and I just thought someone's gonna jump out at me and I walked through and I went ah I can't do it and I ran back and yeah was... fucking left me by myself <laughs> yeah, left you Hannah and Christian I ran back to like the main point where you book in get your tickets and stuff but before she goes any further she didn't tell anyone she was leaving (laughs) she just we just turned around and she was gone (laughs) no i I ran off i was like i ran off screaming you didn't tell us because we were still walking and then (laughs) so she disappeared and i was like where the fuck's katie so i marched through this this scream festival factory thing and there was a little a little midget guy came running up to me dressed as chucky and i was (laughs) fucked off at this point because i thought that katie had been fucking kidnapped or she'd got lost so this little fella ran up to me and he was like, ah, I'm going to eat your face. And I was like, fuck off, kicked him out the way. Kept walking through. And then we couldn't find you for ages, could we? No. And then she just appeared, right? <laughs> like she appeared out of nowhere, holding the hand of this old man that was a paramedic, right? Like hand in hand. And so I said, what, Katie, what the fuck are you doing? And she was like, hi, this is Dave. This is this is paramedic Dave. He found me on my way out. So... um. Yeah, Dave's took me around, and then what? What are you doing I'd, with you? I'd run, I'd run out, and this paramedic is like, "You're all right, love. Are you all right?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm just too scared. I can't do it." And he went, "I tell you what, hold my hand. I've got a flashlight. Me and you, and we'll walk right the way around it because I just want you to see how incredible it is." So I got to walk all the way around it, meeting all the actors. There was Hilda who worked at Morrison's. <laughs> bloody Joan just had a hips done. <laughs> there was Simon that worked at bloody EE, you know. And the, the, the floor that we thought was maggots. The fl- yeah, and it was a mattress. It was a mattress. So if you are going this year and there's a bit of a squidgy floor, it's just a mattress on the floor, It's just guys. an old mattress. And no one jumped out at me and I got to see them all and see all the incredible makeup and the... The you know all the the work that they're doing because it, it genuinely is incredible, isn't it? I think it's it's actually well, it will be winning. if you walked around with paramedic Dave and had fucking yeah, backstage exactly. access. Exactly, it was amazing. He was like, I think I paid forty pounds to <laughs> storm through. But then, like like you said, no one knew where I was. So then, you guys then started panicking, thinking, "Fuck, like, what's happened to her? Is she actually like?" being taken and killed like you know is this like all a setup and then i just came bumbling through didn't i and holding he came, fucking dave's hand he's like where the fuck have you been i was like i've been with dave <laughs> so we're not gonna go this year are we uh we've never been the last eight years honey we'll but my never mom's, go again my mum's applied for yeah, it isn't she, she is. she'll so be she, freaking incredible she's gonna apply to be an extra there she's fucking terrifying half the time anyway so <laughs> she'll be even worse if she's got like death makeup on <laughs> But from one extreme to another, we've been to a spa, haven't we? Yeah, we have. That was our wedding present, wasn't it, for our friends, which yeah, is lovely. Yeah, so we went to Rockcliffe Hall. That was... What did you make of it, babe? Oh, gosh, it was just delightful. It was... Oh, you just walk in all zen. You know, we were going into the little um, infrared sauna rooms and the igloo room and then the relaxing room where you just laid there in this, like, marbly bed thing, didn't you? And... There we were, just laid, and I had my eyes closed, and thinking, oh, God, this is just so nice. You know, when all your muscles just start relaxing, and and there's Jod, tapping away at the side of the bed, going, are you done in a year yet? I was like, no, <laughs> when it just not, started. I was not in the zen there. Like, they lay you, you lie down on this bed that looks like a deck chair, like a sun lounger, that's made of marble, that's warm, but it's uncomfortable as fuck. 
you were like in your own little world, weren't you? In like oh, another. Oh yeah, I was somewhere else. You were in a fantasy land, and I was just thinking, this is the most uncomfortable bed I've ever laid on in my life. So I started looking around, but then me being me, just just minding my own business, I wasn't making any noise. I was just looking around, trying to see like what my surroundings were, and I felt this like burning in the side of my head, and it was Katie glaring <laughs> at me, and she was because like... I could feel you doing it. And there was other people in there, and she just went, "Would you just?" Fucking relax. <laughs> Would you just sit still for a minute and take it all in? And then took me in that infrared sauna, and I was boiling in there because I sweat so much more than you, don't I? You were like, "Oh, it's a little bit warm in here." I was like having heart palpitations. It was that hot. <laughs> then we went in the cold room, and then went out to that infinity pool. That was nice out in the yeah, infinity pool. Yeah, that, that was lovely. It was like little bunny rabbits running around on the golf course and that. Yeah, yeah, it was. It but was really nice. That was good, but I don't think I'd rush to go back there see we like to get treatments don't we yeah we do we, we love like a nice massage and stuff and everything just starts at 100 quid there doesn't it so yeah. it's uh and we've had a bit of an expensive month you've been to edinburgh fringe yeah that was that was a bit price well it was just it was very you, pricey that yeah then we've had franco's fourth birthday which we spent a few bloody hundred quid there didn't we mm. and so we just couldn't really and we're going on holiday soon so we couldn't really spend like freaking 200 quid for a massage it's just a bit steep isn't it so we um we just played around with the facilities and george was very bored after four hours i li- uh, like three and a half i was ready to go after 40 minutes <laughs> yeah, honestly were. i was like this is nice it's lovely in here but can we go home now i just kept trying to like zone out and zone you out <laughs> you did zone me out because when i was trying to talk to you you just blanked me i was like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm yeah, yeah yeah read your book george yeah, yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah why don't you shh, go to sleep <laughs> just relax on your marble fucking bed <laughs> but we've been uh so recommendations eh, for anybody that's wanting to listen to something we've been watching something really watch something sorry We've been watching Bad Sisters, haven't we? Oh, it's brilliant. It's fucking amazing. So good. The only thing, it's, it's on Apple, isn't it? So not everyone has access to Apple TV. Um, so you have to subscribe to it. But there is some really, really good things on there. Hijack. Hijack. Hijack's that was, amazing. That was incredible. That was really good. Um, Bad Sisters is just brilliant, isn't it? Absolutely brilliant. But the guy in it, the main guy that it's like based around, you'll absolutely grow to hate him won't you like, yeah we can't stand him can we no absolutely not and obviously that's that's the main of the game isn't it but um the main of the game <laughs> god did i say that is that like the aim of the game <laughs> oh god why do i say things back to friends you do sometimes? make your own words up don't you oh yeah so yeah probably going forward we should probably announce that you know that i will say things back to front sometimes yeah she does and it after you've been together a while like i sort of know what she means now yeah a lot it's, of people will understand my language it's like that language you used to speak at school what was it where you used to was it back slang or something where you, <laughs> yeah. do you remember that what all the girls <laughs> yeah what all the girls used to do and they'd have like full-on conversations and the lads would just be there Kicking a football against a fucking school jumper. Oh, God, yeah. Not we a clue we what was never going on. done that, but yeah, I know. I wish we did because, like, how freaking clever is that? I don't know how that came in, into existence. I know. We, uh, we had a little reality away. check about our age difference though, the other day, didn't we, when I was talking about a Tamagotchi? You yeah, never had one then, did you? That, that, that was on last week's pod, that babes. Oh, was it? Yeah. Fucking hell. Well, you've heard that then. If you haven't, go back to episode one. But yeah, Katie's, <laughs> never, uh, Katie's never heard of a Tamagotchi before. <laughs> So that made me feel pretty old. Not what yet. did you have then at school? Did you have like Scooby bands? Did you have them? Yeah, we did actually. Well, I I couldn't 
be asked to figure them out. Did was... you not used to make them? I, oh. I bet you were right, little Scooby. No, honestly, I didn't. Didn't too busy smoking fags and that. Pretty like, much, like, yeah. Another thing we've already spoke about. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about bad sis, uh, bad sisters, because. Um, it's not really a spoiler alert, but because if you are going to watch it, the opening scene is of a funeral. And we were talking about, um, they were like, oh, his favourite hymn is oh, yeah. so-and-so. And I was like, unless you're, you're a churchgoer, how do you know what your favourite freaking hymn is? Has, anybody, hymn... has anyone on here, before <laughs> we go any further, has anyone got a favourite hymn? Because on, the, uh, on Spotify, if you're listening on Spotify, there's a little question and answer section and you can send us a message with what your hit favourite hymn is. So I'll, I'll update it today and put send us your favourite hymn. So if by any chance you're a Sunday school goer <laughs> or you regularly attend church and you've got a favourite hymn, then please let us know what it is because we didn't know how to pick that, did we? I literally was like, the only hymn I can think of is he's got, got the, the whole, whole world in his hands. He's got the whole wide world in his hands. He's got the He's got the sun and the moon in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. That, Imagine that at a funeral. I, I want that, right? If I die, you've all got to sing that. Honestly. Right, okay. That, that's your favourite hymn. That's my favourite hymn. And the other one that we used to sing at school. Oh, fucking hell. We used to do um, Sing Hosanna. Sing Hosanna. Sing Hosanna to the King of Kings. I love that as well. But you used to, do you remember when you used to do that in school and you'd all get like proper into it? You'd be like, sing, Hosanna, sing, Hosanna. <laughs> all in assembly and that. Oh. that was yeah, so I want that, right? This is this is on the record now. If I die, I want sing, Hosanna, and he's got the whole world in his hands. Because <laughs> I think that would make a funeral fucking brilliant. It will, because we don't know any other hymns, do we, other than that? I don't know anything else that's, that you could honestly talk about that for a hymn. It, is there any others? Well, there clearly must be. There's clearly a hymn album out there, isn't there? A hymn album? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, because we're laughing at people who like to listen to hymns. No, we're not. See, this is, again, this is like with comedy, right? Like, you can't offend somebody unless that person is directly offended by what you're saying. So, like, (laughs) all we're saying is that it's very strange to have your favourite hymn. We're not saying that it's wrong to have your (laughs) favourite hymn. If you are listening and you have a favourite hymn... Then let us know what it is. Let us know. And good on you for having your favourite hymn. Because I'm sure it would make your funeral so much more easily manageable. Like if you had something that you wanted everybody else to sing. But I still think it's strange. Out of all the things that's going on in the world now, if somebody met me and they said, Oh, George, I've got a favourite hymn. I'd think, there's something a bit strange about you. Like it wouldn't be. Oh, something... like the the hymn came up on the Spotify playlist. And they started playlist. fucking rocking along to it, you know, like driving in the car with the roof down in the summertime, singing the fucking. He's got the whole world in his hands. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't know anything that I could really put into context with that for a hymn. It's, I mean, maybe if you went to like a, a really religious school, you might have something that was like I went to a Catholic school, but. That's the only shit I remember was them songs. I don't. They never yeah, like gave I us a favorite hymn. To yeah, I don't remember. really remember. Them ones were the best, other, though, weren't they? The kids yeah, ones. It'd be good yeah. to go and see, like, when our no, kids start it, going and they have the little sing alongs and that. I always remember, like, the little um, the harvest um, assemblies. They were always really good. There was it's a, a harvest assembly. Like when the harvest would come in and stuff, we would always. Um, well, you never had that. Did you go to a school for fucking farmers, like? 
He's all Gurney starts, peas, yeah. All start celebrating the harvest. <laughs> yeah, no, Ooh, we, we can we can all have our feast this morning because <laughs> the harvest's in. So we're all going to be so much better off around this time of year. Like, what the fucking school did you go to? Oh, I love that accent. Oh, by the way, Marianne, did you know it's a harvest this, this month? <laughs> So we've had our um, we've had our little singer song, and we've had our someone's brought some peas in, and we've got some fresh cabbages and some kale. Like what the fucking harvest season? We never had that. We had like Easter and shit like that. No, we would do at the like a harvest assembly. Yeah. When all the farmers would go out and fucking make money, and you all used to celebrate that. I don't know. What was like? What was I your just, Sunday ritual? Did you all go to Tesco and buy fresh fucking cabbages? Was that what you do to celebrate the harvest coming? You might be on Katie. We've got some cabbages because it's well, the harvest now. Well, I think it now. was just to jazz things up a little bit, wasn't it? Well, they are struggling for ideas now, aren't they? Well, they're not now. You can fucking celebrate anything now, can't you? So I think uh, good I think accent, by the way. It was quite good that one. Do, do you want to try an accent? Because uh, yeah. Katie, right? I'm I'm going to ask I... her to do this now because Katie's got this accent <laughs> that she does, and she thinks it's amazing, right? And nobody knows what it is. And I've been with her nearly nine years now, and I've not, and I'm pretty good with figuring out accents, but I cannot hear accents for the for any love and money so do I? your accent that you normally do uh i don't know how it goes i'm just gonna have to i'll just have to do it like when and but not think about it Go on then. <laughs> i'm all hot now <laughs> i can't i can't i can't do it well what do you mean you can't do it you do it all the time you walk around the house and you start talking like that and it fucking freaks me out because i don't know who's in the house <laughs> Franco's started with a little accent. Franco's he? better accent than you are, Only to be got, honest. He's got a little friend called Stanley. And he goes, let's go to Stanley's house. Go and see Stanley. Let's go and see Stanley. Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> you do do some accents. If you feel like you need to get spontaneous throughout, then just do it. Just start your little okay. accent and we'll see can, if we can decipher what it is. What accent would you like to be if you could be any accent? If I could have any accent in the world? Yeah. I don't know. Probably. What do you find like the most sexiest? What would you like to be? I don't know because I don't find accents that sexy. I think like what really? Yeah, well, not well. I don't know. Like maybe Irish. Would you like to be Irish? Yeah, but then you've just got Northern Irish, haven't you? That's like it's not quite as good, is it? You know, like like <laughs> you know the Northern Irish accent, don't you? It's, it's quite hard to understand when they get going. I know your fucking name. How are you doing? <laughs> you little wee shit. Like it's I think it's quite cool cool the accents that the Irish people do. But then scousers as well. Like I could listen to them for fucking days when they get proper on one. Have you ever heard like an angry scouser? No, no. And they really. start like going Yeah, chicken. Yeah, chicken. Chicken. What are you fucking saying, lad? Come over here and do me fucking chicken for me. Oh, there was there was two scousers in Dialogue not that long ago, wasn't was there? Was there? Was it a big yeah. was it big news that? Well, did they have an assembly about well, it? Well, do you know what? <laughs> you dickhead. There could have been anything because I genuinely they all blend into one accent for me, don't they? Well, I always get Scottish and Irish mixed up, don't I? Yeah, you get every accent mixed up. We watched um, the Lincoln Lawyer right <laughs> on on Netflix. Very good, by the way, guys. Very yeah, good. the Lincoln Lawyer is also very good if you want to watch that. But that guy's got, like, a Mexican accent, right? And Katie had watched the whole of season one and two. And then... You started watching it. I started watching it. And at at 10 seconds into season one, I was like, oh, he's got a weird accent. And you were like, no, he hasn't. (laughs) And I was like, he's fucking Mexican, Katie. 
And you were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> once never, you, once you said noticed. it, I couldn't unhear it then. I was like, oh, right. That yeah. does make sense. It really threw you off, didn't it? You really, and then really. I, I got through the whole season one without realising mm. he had a fucking accent. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he had this accent. Uh, oh, so I would be Welsh, I think. Go on, then. Oh, Franco. The baby. That's <laughs> 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 only because I'm watching Gavin and Stacey today. They better frickin' bring out another special. You've been watching that today, haven't you, Gavin yeah, and Stacey? Yeah, I love Gavin and Stacey. Oh, Gavin, how are you doing? How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, that's what you do. You do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, oh, uh. pass me the milk. <laughs> What was that? Oh, pass me the milk. <laughs> I feel like that went into a bit of like Al Pacino, yeah, you did, yeah, cartel. You were, you were like an Italian fucking mobster. Oh, pass me the you milk. You start off like, oh, bud, pass me the milk over here or I'll kick your fucking ass. <laughs> what do you think I am? Some sort of little putz. <laughs> You're really good at accents, though. You can just do them off the cuff, can't you? Yeah, but I've, I used to do them in school and that. But then, because I've never really had an accent, have I? Yeah. I've when, moved around so much. Yeah, you had a weird accent when I first met you. I obviously can't hear it now, but you 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 definitely weren't like Middlesbrough. You weren't like, no. You know, when they do that really long, no. <laughs> like, when's, when's this all going to finish? <laughs> like, you de- so you, you weren't you weren't that tea side, but then yeah, you were just a bit of a a, a mongrel, really. Oh, cheers, babe. thanks. Yeah, a bit of a mongrel. A mongrel we accent. never used to we used to never celebrate the farmers having a fucking harvest. So I think if anyone's a mongrel in this relationship, it'd be you. <laughs> All getting together to celebrate celebrate Big Dave going out and picking his fucking lettuce. Combined harvesting. Combined harvesting. How are you doing, my my boy? <laughs> right, well, we'll take a little break there and we'll top this wine up and then we'll come back. Ha. See you soon. See you soon. Hello and welcome back. I hope you're all topped up your wine because I know we have. We have. And the kids are sleeping completely yes, now. Yes, they which are. Which is good. You will never, okay, so I don't know if we're alienating some of the audience here. But if you're listening and you have got kids, then hopefully you'll understand. If you're listening and you haven't got kids, then this is just a little forewarning for you about what to expect. So today, before the baby went to bed, we gave him his bottle and he was unsettled. He was crying. He was wriggling around. And that means he's got wind. Okay, so he's either shit himself (laughs) or he's got wind. So you check his nappy, make sure that there's no poos in there or no wheeze. And then the next hurdle is to make sure that they've got no wind. And I cannot explain to you, parents out there that will relate to this, cannot explain to you the level of success and achievement that you feel when you pat that back and the baby goes, it is, I don't think. You can high five for as high as you can, can't you? You're like, yes. Like I have took a lot of drugs in my time when I was younger and had a lot of alcohol and a lot of experiences. And I'm telling you now, not even getting on a stage in front of a couple of hundred people <laughs> doing comedy gives you the same amount of satisfaction as getting that wind out of that oh, kid. Oh, God, I know. It's fucking amazing. It's game-changing, isn't it? Absolutely. That's how you know you're old when, like, because you both look at each other and, like, you just connect from across, <laughs> you connect from across the room. You're like... You we, hear that burp and you're like, yes! You're like, you look at each other and you just take a little breath and you go... 
We've, Literally, like we've won the freaking we've Olympics done it. or something. We've fucking it? done it. <laughs> something as simple as it. You just, you just know from then on they're just going to be settled and in bed and all cosy and. That's when you get like when you ramp back up to yeah, it's me time now because oh, yeah. you're just like that little fucker's burped. Yeah, <laughs> he's comfortable now. He's going to go to sleep. And then you've got the other four-year-old bribing you, oh. bribing you. He goes, "Mummy, mummy, I'm thirsty." I take him some water up. He goes, Mummy, I'm going to keep it here. I go, no, you're not, because you'll end up being in the bed because you'll drink it all. And he goes, right, well, if you don't leave it here, I'm not going to tell you that you're pretty anymore. And I'm not going to buy you any flowers. He's never bought you fucking flowers he's in your life. He's four years old. I know. And he's, like, already sussing out. But he's figured it out, hasn't he? Like, yeah. he, he says to you, right, like, he'll, he's he's so wide. Like, he said to me before, right, we were walking through the town, and I said, bearing in mind, he's getting something out of this, right? I said, Franco, I'm going to go and buy you some new trainers, right? I'll take you to JD and get you some nice trainers because the ones you've got are a little bit scruffy. <coughs> and he said to me, all right, but before we do that, right? He's four, right? He was three <laughs> at this time. This was a couple of weeks ago. He went, okay, but before we do that, daddy, let's make a deal. <laughs> and I was like, eh? So I said, I'm listening, go on. And he went, right, this is the deal. So I'll come with you to get these trainers. They're for him, by the way. They're not for me. <laughs> I, have, I have no fucking benefit from getting these trainers for him other than he won't look like a little scruffy bastard. <laughs> he said, this is the deal. I'll come to get them trainers with you and I'll be good. I'll hold your hand and I won't run off. But after that, you have to take me to soft play. <laughs> and I fucking did. I fell right into it. <laughs> I like. I shook his hand and was I like, know. "Yeah, all right, deal, mate." Fair so. enough. There's sixty pound for a pair of trainers. Sixty pound down and, and four pound fifty. And another to get into the freaking soft play. Yeah. And, he, and he's like negotiating <laughs> deals. I'm telling you honestly, right? If if there's any businesses out there that need to get a negotiator in, right? Don't get some jumped up little prick that's been at Oxford or Cambridge that thinks they know the ins and outs of mergers, <laughs> acquisitions, business stra- strategical takeovers, right? Sack them off because they're worth fuck all. Go to a nursery. Well, actually, don't go to a nursery because I can't condone that. Like, if you've got your own kid, then go to a nursery. But don't just rock up at a nursery and ask for a four-year-old because you will end up on a register. But if you have your own child, take them out of nursery and put them into a negotiating room for your business and you will secure anything you want totally as long as you take them a soft play they'll get you what they fucking need absolutely 100% and that's all the want is <clears throat> like literally the simplest things soft play park yeah. that's ice cream I walked up want. there right then so on that break we topped up our wine and I walked I opened the door because it was fucking boiling in this room and then I walked upstairs and I looked at Franco right and bearing in mind it's now half past ten right he should have been asleep Two hours ago, probably. Like he went to bed, literally, like, he went quarter to, bed to eight. At, yeah, he? quarter to eight. And he was sat, right? This is another thing that kids do, which you can't get your head around until you see it in person, right? He was balancing on his head, upside down, with his head flat on the mattress, and then his legs flat on the mattress as well, at a right angle, like, <laughs> with his hips in the air, watching Blippi on TV. And I said, what are you doing? And he went... I'm comfy. Like, Fair enough. And, and again, I just walked out. I was like, sound, if you're comfy, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to bother you. Not going to argue with you. No. How <laughs> feared of like young toddlers, are we? You know They're petrifying, like, aren't they? Absolutely. Like, please don't kick off. Please, 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 please be good. <laughs> I'll never forget, right? This is a true story. And I talk about this in my comedy set, right? Because it, it absolutely scarred me for life, but it was brilliant. So we went to Sainsbury's, right? Franco was... 
three, I think, starting to get a bit wide, starting to turn into a bit of a dickhead with his answers and stuff. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I can see it. he's not here. He's not going to listen, is he? Started to turn into a little bit of a knobhead. And um, it was pissing down with rain, right? And we parked at Tesco in Aircliff. So if I'd have strategically thought of this, I'd have gone to Sainsbury's in Darlow because it's underground, right? And there's no, like... There's no chance of getting wet, but we hadn't. We'd gone to uh, Tesco. So it was pissing down with rain, and I got out of the car, and I ran around to his door, and I said, Franco, get in, get in the trolley quick, right? And he just went straight as a die, right? <laughs> like, he just stiffened up. Like, they do this, like, rigor mortis, right, where they just they just got, like, a pencil, and you can't get them out. They, like, stick their feet against the back of the other car seat, and that's them, right? And he started crying, and there was snot running down his face, and... He was crying and he was kicking off and he was like, I'm not coming in, I'm not coming in. I was getting piss wet through with rain. And I said, right, come in and I'll buy you some chocolate, right? That's the only way to bribe him. So he stopped instantly and said, okay. But 10 minutes before this, right, we'd been driving from the house and I'd had the same problem getting him in the car. And believe me, getting him in the car is harder than getting him out the car because when they go into that stiff mode, you, you try and push the belly down and oh, like... God fold them into the car seat one way or another and strap them down and pull it dead tight so they can't fucking move, right? But this was like the struggle that I was going on with before. And I'd said to him, throw away a comment, right? It was something that all parents say. I said, if you don't behave, then you'll have to go and live with another family, right? <laughs> because that, that was this, the level he got me to. I wasn't intended on giving him away to another family, but it was just a threat. And I thought it would make him work, would make him stop working himself, right? Bearing in mind before this, he'd been at nursery. And do you remember when he cut his head on that? sharp thing at nursery and they yeah. rang us and we had to go and take him to the doctors and he'd got this little cut above his head and it was still quite fresh right so picture the scene now it's pissing down with rain we're at tesco i've bribed him out with chocolate he's got a little cut on his head from a few days ago and he's screaming blue murder right snot running down his face and so i can't believe the little fucker said it honestly right i told you about it didn't I? and um so i put him in the trolley and we went into tesco i was soaking wet he was still crying just looking for his chocolate and this lovely little old lady came over, right? And she went, oh, isn't he cute? And I was like, no, he's fucking not. Like, you should have seen him five minutes ago. He's a little fucking asshole. I was like, yeah, yeah, he's lovely. He's the best. The best thing's ever happened to us. Well, she went, how old is he? I said, oh, he's three, right? And she said, oh, what's wrong, little man? Why are you crying? Why are you so sad? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's coming, don't you? And, um, <laughs> and the lies, right? The lies kids can tell is fucking phenomenal, right? Out of nowhere, right? blindsided me this little doddery old lady asking him why he's crying and why he's got a cut on his head right he pulled all the things that i've ever said to him and culminated them into one lie right <laughs> and said i'm crying because i wouldn't get out of my car seat so my daddy hit me <laughs> right which explains the cut on his head my daddy hit me and told me he's taken me to another family <laughs> honestly i wanted the fucking world to swallow me up like, I looked at the woman, and she looked at me, and I just went, <laughs> kids, eh? <laughs> fucking little bastard, get in, get in the trolley, get in the fucking trolley. But I just walked off, went and bought the, the noodles. You get the blame for everything. Honestly, everything. right? Franco you hurts himself, be, and it's be, me. Yeah, you can be away, and Franco have done something, and I've gone, Franco, why is that on the floor? And he got, daddy done it. Oh, Daddy's not even in the country. Been on the rig for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does blame you for everything. Yeah, and, and he and he tells lies. He tells so many lies. I remember when he rang my mum. Well, I rang my mum to speak to my mum, and he said, "Daddy smacked me." And I don't. I don't smack Franco. <laughs> like, like I'll smack his bum and put him to bed, but I would never hit him because yeah, he's no. a little fucking baby. But 
he tells he tells people who, that, like he tells my mum he's like daddy smacked me really hard because I wasn't doing as I was told and you're like stop lying yeah like how how bad is it what they do to and and they do it <clears throat> to fucking to get, get what get they want out of you from yeah. someone isn't it yeah yeah or, or we'll walk through Tesco right and we'll be going down the aisle and I'll have forgot to buy his chocolate we'll have walked past the chocolate aisle and he'll stop right in the middle of the aisle and go daddy Unless you go and get me that chocolate, I'm going to lie on the floor and start screaming. <laughs> and the fucking worry that goes through you, because he does. He'll just lie there and See, start screaming. You must. You obviously let him get away with everything. Not because fuck I that. just you let I, him get away with everything. I I'm, I'm the villain in this relationship. You are a little bit only because. But I would be like, go on then. And I think that's it because I don't ponder to him. I'm like, go on then. Scary man will come and get you. I run. I just, I, and and I will. I'll walk around the other aisle. Obviously, I've still got one eye on him. But, and I th- yeah, so I think, but then at the same time, you are a lot more firmer. So, Franco, he is at that age now where he's trying to get away with everything to not go to bed. He's mm. like, Mom, I'm thirsty. Mommy, I, I need a wee. Mommy, I feel sick. Mommy, I'm hungry. I don't fall for them, obviously. He comes but... down the stairs, right? He comes down the stairs <laughs> at nine o'clock at night after he's been in bed for an hour and he goes, Mom, Mom, <laughs> from like the top of the stairs. And you can hear him and you just ignore him. I hope you go back to bed and he goes, Mom. <laughs> and then he'll go, Mom, Mom. And so you'll go up because you always fucking give up and go up. And he'll go, I just really want a kiss. I can't sleep until I've had a kiss. And then you'll give him a kiss and he'll go, oh, and a cuddle. And so you'll give him a cuddle and you'll give in. And then you'll walk back downstairs and you'll go, Mom, Mom, will you bring me a drink, please? Then I'll go to sleep. And you're up and down them fucking stairs. You've got an Apple Watch on now, so you can see how many stair- steps yeah. you do. You must, have been, you must be doing 30 flights a day yeah. with him. And I, I like giving. Like you, I think Franco had asked for a snack or something. You no, now get to sleep. It's half past nine. And I came downstairs and I got him two rich tea biscuits. And, and I went back upstairs and I, and I went into his bedroom. And I gave him these biscuits. And I was going, shh, like, don't tell daddy. And then we always do this. Um, night, night, love you, sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs bite. And he goes, if they do. And he went, hit them over with the biscuits that you got me. And I was like, shh, you're going to grass me up. He's a little grass, isn't he? <laughs> He's honestly a proper little grass. <laughs> Like, he gets you so much. The other thing about having kids as well, I really do apologise if you haven't got kids and you can't follow any of this, but most of the people that listen possibly do have kids. You're no longer... Excuse me, I've just burped and I just felt like a, like a little bit of success came across me. Um, you, <laughs> yes. can't wear, you can't wear nice clothes anymore, can you? No. There's no not. point. There is, I, I, don't, I always feel a little bit funny when I see these, like, celebrities wearing, like, Gucci tops and... Louis Vuitton and that, and like burping their baby. There's no fucking point, is there? Because they just get you just get wrecked. Yeah. Anything nice you've got gets destroyed by them. It's the little muddy handprints. Because Franco's such he's such a boy. He sees mud and his hands are digging in it, isn't he? And, he, and then he comes over and he's like all touching you, and you're like, "Will you get off me?" We we got Those him muddy hands. We got him dressed today, right? Here's another thing of how defiant they can be, right? So we got him dressed today. And we put a white shirt on him, crisp white shirt, looked absolutely beautiful, little jeans, and he looked amazing. It's been absolutely hoying down with rain all day. So when you've been driving in the car, all the dirt from the road is like blown up on the back of the car. And I was emptying my stuff out of the boot because I'd done a gig last night. And Franco obviously wanted to come and help me. 
So I said, right, you can come and you can carry my microphone stand and stuff like that and take part in the, the emptying of the car. I said, whatever you do, don't lean against the car with your shirt on because you'll get it dirty, right? He didn't hear don't lean against the car. He just heard lean against the car. And didn't he? Pushed himself up against the boot today. Literally like 10 minutes before we were leaving. Yeah. And, and then he just, he just looked at me and laughed. Like, huh, fucking change me then. <laughs> like, that's what he does, doesn't he? Like, they're so defiant. I don't know how... We've been watching that at home with the Furies, haven't we? Oh, it's so good. It's another good recommendation if you haven't seen it. I think half the world's seen it now. Yeah, but it's one of... how the fuck they do that with six kids? Well, I was one of six. Yeah, I know. Look at you. <laughs> you got all them frigging exorcism things following you around. And oh. You celebrated harvest for the farmers. <laughs> I don't want to do that to all of our kids. Get them all excited when the greens come home. But yeah, I don't know how... It must have been... It was probably different back then. Yeah, but then you looked after the kids, didn't you? Yeah. When you got older, you became like an adult really early on Mm. and looked after them. So I suppose it probably works in that way. But I find it mental when people have like kids one after another. Yeah, And there's like no gap. It's just, how how do you do it? I get it. I get the... It's getting it out of the way because, you know... Well, don't be getting any ideas. I think it's you. Mister. What do you mean? You, you, we literally walked home with Enzo and you like, we've got to do this again. Yeah, we freaking poor nunny. <laughs> it was, it was still split in two. <laughs> <laughs> and you were talking about doing it again. I could have punched you. <laughs> My poor nunny. Yeah, I know, but I think that was like just I was just caught up in the moment. It was a beautiful moment. Now I'm. No, not so much. <laughs> you've said it a, a good few times after that. Yeah, maybe. But then if you have three, you've got to get like a bigger car and a bigger house and three pairs of trainers and three lots of little bastards bribing you. And <laughs> it just becomes harder and I harder, know, doesn't it? Look at the enjoyment that they bring They you. are they good. Do it does bring, it does bring you a lot of joy yeah. than having them. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Oh, it God. Does. So what I think when we went on holiday as well for the first time with... Franco, that was quite... Yeah, so we'd always gone on holiday with family, I think, just because of the fear. We were always a bit scared, weren't we? We were like, oh, my God, like, being abroad, and it's just a bit scary. And then our first holiday on our own was Mallorca last year. That was after our wedding. And then Egypt. And and it's so it's actually so much easier Isn't being it? on holiday with just you and I and, the, and, and kids because it's just... Me and you, tag team and them. Um, but when there's nanas involved, you know, the kids get away with murder and then you're shouting at the nana and it is it just all gets a bit too much, doesn't it? But yeah. Egypt was incredible. Egypt was... And Frank, I think it's one of Franco's favourite holidays. He keeps asking about Egypt and going to see the pyramids and stuff, doesn't he? It was good seeing the pyramids, wasn't it? Yeah, it was amazing. It was absolutely... It was utterly incredible. It was it was a little bit pricey, wasn't it? But because we were in Egypt and we genuinely were not spending money, we just looked at it as a, as a way of we're not spending anything. So let's just take the opportunity and and in, kind of enjoy it. I'll tell you one thing that completely ruined it for me in Egypt, though, seeing the pyramids. Like I don't know if you've ever seen the pyramids or if you've ever been to see them in person, but when you when you get this idea of what the pyramids are going to be like, like all the films that you're watching, all the documentaries and stuff about them and Google and YouTube and shit like that, you imagine turning up there on a camel, like in the middle of the desert, don't you? And these massive, wonderful, amazing structures being in front of you. I'm not kidding you, right? We were driving through, what's it called? Cairo. Cairo. We were driving yeah. through Cairo on this bus 
with an armed guard because it was dodgy as fuck either side of the bus and then there's all the buildings in Cairo City the the lanes are like six or seven lanes wide aren't yeah, they yeah. there's like five people to a moped that's oh, mental unbelievable like they've got no rules over there have no they, for rules. like driving we like, literally seen it was it six the most that yeah. we seen on a scooter Li- yeah. six people on a scooter like over the handlebars and, and on the fucking it, back and it's like the the motorways were oh they were brutal weren't they like yeah. the the buses remember the like the public bus you would be practically sat on someone else's knee and you would just have to get off when you got off that, if you can get off yeah but then I've been on there all freaking day mate. you drive through the city and there's like all the big buildings and then the pyramids are just there and then when you get there you get out, don't you? And you look one way and the pyramids are in front of you and there's just desert behind it. But then you turn around at the base of the pyramid and there's like fucking Primark behind you. There's like, there's like, there's <laughs> like the city and there's like Primark and KFC and like shit behind you. So I think it's because it's sprawled so much, hasn't it? That, that city now and got yeah. bigger. I think that took away some of the wonder. Like it was still amazing to see, but... Yeah, from, from one point of view, you, you're like, wow, look at this. Like it is that picturesque postcard. And then you turn around and you're like, oh, hell, there's like, there's the there's whole Matalan. city <laughs> like, literally staring at you, you know. Do, yeah. But it was, it was incredible. And to actually see how big the pyramids are in real life was, it, oh gosh. You just we couldn't... went in them, didn't we? Up the mm. tunnel when you were, how many months pregnant oh, were you? Oh God, I was like six, seven months pregnant. You probably should, probably shouldn't have done that, you know. I 100% should not have done that, but we were in it. So we paid extra to go in and we walked in. It was like, we just walked in, Jaws video recording. We were like, oh, how exciting. Oh, we're inside the pyramid. And then we got to this bit and this woman i just remember looking at this woman huh. she literally looked green and dripping she looked like with she was gonna die, didn't she? and i was like why the fuck is she so hot like why why does she look like that and then we went up and i'm not even and she kidding. wasn't six months pregnant was she she no, was quite she was like not we went up it wasn't even any steps it was just three planks of wood that acted as steps and then you couldn't stand you, up you I'm, had to be on I'm, hands and knees weren't yeah you? i'm five foot literally five foot to the point five foot point zero six i've probably shrunk very now. proud of that zero six very proud you? of that zero six um and i couldn't even stand up i was full-on crouched down with a huge bump and then uh, poor franco he done so well didn't he so what do you, you mean poor franco? poor franco i fucking carried him i know i had to, I had to crawl on my hands was. and knees i had to crawl on my hands and knees what I felt like about six mile up this pyramid with Franco holding yeah. onto my neck. And you got halfway up and I thought, F- I can't do this. Like, I can't do it. And, and I thought, fuck's sake, I'm halfway up. I might as well just carry on. Yeah. And then I, once we got to the top, I'd, there was another section of that, wasn't mm-hmm. there, to get actually to the top of the pyramid. But I just stayed at this other section, me and this other pregnant woman that <laughs> clearly looked at each other and thought, this was a mistake. This is where we're going to deliver our yeah, child in Jesus, the fucking tomb yeah. of the Egyptians. But it was, it, yeah, it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. You wouldn't, I genuinely didn't think it would be like that and how hot we were. Yeah, it was boiling, wasn't And it? that was in March. Yeah. That wasn't even hot for them. They must have had some people collapse in there, like, oh, gosh. 100%. Because we seen people coming down and they were like, like they'd run a marathon. They were yeah. like, 
don't go in yeah. any further. Yeah. You'll regret it. And you had like a fucking huge bump. I had Massive Franco hanging bump. off me like a little monkey on my stomach. I just remember looking at that woman and thinking, why is she so sweaty? Like, what the fuck has she been doing? It was bad, like, but um, then you got in. Oh. When you got in, I went through that extra bit where like the two months, it was, it was shit. There was nothing in there. Yeah, it was just like an empty room, It was room, just an empty wasn't room, it? yeah. It was like, <laughs> like going into like a house that's just been built. And hasn't had any furniture put in. I was expecting to go in there and it'd be full of gold and like, <laughs> like there'd be like exc- statues and stuff like that. But it was literally like a broken tomb yeah. that had been obviously emptied and and nothing. There wasn't even a fucking bottle I'm of water. S- I'm still glad that we did do it though because I wouldn't want to be like one of those. Oh god, I wonder what it looked like because I'm not joking. It was probably what a tenner extra, wasn't it, to to go in? Yeah. Wasn't expensive, but yeah. Th- it was it was an experience, wasn't it? It really was. It was quite worrying, though, when you think about how unsafe you were. When, like, do you remember when we looked out the back of the bus and there was a police car with its lights on behind us and yeah. the police car in front I of us with its lights on? I didn't realise for quite some time, but you're quite observant, aren't you? And you'd said, you like, there's police behind us. And I was like, why? Because it is just mental. Yeah, there, because apparently people, they used to... Like when they knew there was tourists, like tourist just buses, yeah, they'd just literally. pull it over and yeah. just rob you at yeah. gunpoint. And then you'd be like, give them everything you've got. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember the little dodgy bastards that would offer to take a picture of you and then keep your phone? Remember yeah. we got warned, warned about them? Yeah. So there's like, there's like the locals at the base of the pyramid and they're dead friendly and, and dead nice. And inside. And inside, well. yeah. And they'll go to you, oh, would you like me to take a picture of you and your family? And you'd be like, yeah. And then you'd give them your phone and they'd take a picture and they would, they'd keep they your just, phone until yeah, you paid them. Like, yeah, literally, they would just... They'd be like, give me £10. And you'd be like, what for? And you have to. And they'd be like, well, I've took a picture, I'm keeping your phone. Yeah. Fuck off, give my phone back. Yeah. But the, we never... yeah, the things in Egypt that is absolutely incredible. I think it's actually one of my favourite places, you know. Yeah, it was good. Like, uh, we, Jordi and I went donkeys years ago, didn't we? When we yeah. were first together. It was one of our first holidays, wasn't it? And... And I think back then the Tunisia shooting had just happened, and so we were a bit, a bit scared. Well, I was definitely a bit scared, but then this time round, God, we just—I loved every second. Yeah, it was good. Every it? second of it. Yeah, I would definitely go back there, hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's nice to really shut down and shut off because the main reason why I took George there was because I was pregnant. And Geordie gets really bored, especially around pools. He's like, right, what can we do now? What can we do now? And Geordie likes to go shopping. And you, you like to just go and look around and hire a motorbike and drive the full island. And, and I was like, in Egypt, you can't really go out. So we are in that hotel I love how around you said, that pool. I love how you said that the there. reason I took Geordie to Egypt. <laughs> you fucking didn't take me at Fips, all to Egypt. I full on, like, I... I subliminally made me pick Egypt. Absolutely. See, 100%. for all you listeners, this is what they do, right? I thought, <laughs> I thought I picked Egypt as my own free will. No. But there will no doubt have been, fuck it, Katie have been drawing pyramids on the food board. So I'll have caught it when I've been walking past and, and just start walking sideways with her arms in the air and that. And... See, this is what, this is what happens when you're in a long-term relationship. You get, you get, sucked into their fucking stupid mind games <laughs> oh George don't um, buy a timeshare because it's got a pyramid scheme oh okay make sure, make sure that you do that <laughs> oh look at these new towels the Egyptian cotton <laughs> and unbeknown to me two weeks later I booked a holiday to Egypt but yeah it's the way it is so I'm, I think Katie's actually better at bribing than Franco is I've just, just learned something new about you now 
That's another thing that I don't like about you. I'll just add that to the list. <laughs> Nobbed. See, that's uh, what you need to do. You need to make it think it's your idea, but really, you planted that seed long time ago. I honestly, I and feel... And now it's a full, full flower. I feel full-on abused. <laughs> right, well, I think we'll stop that there, eh? Because that's... Uh, We've just done over an hour, so we'll stop that and we'll be back next week. So thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye.